0: Morning. So good to see my family again. As I look around the church, I'm so blessed to have each and every one of you. I see that with the sincerity of my heart. Each one plays a special role in my life. <clears throat> Just by seeing you, I'm lightened and I'm blessed. So. I thank God for you. I entitled the sermon, See It for Yourself. I had the privilege of going to Korea with the intention of supporting my pastor. And I could better understand because I seen it for myself. Josh, if you have those pictures, you can put them up. Some of our pastors, and you can just roll them through. I have uh, see our church family that's in Korea. You can leave that one for the end. uh, I had a little technical, uh, a little technical um, issue with sending some pictures, but you guys uh, can see me later afterwards. I went and seen it for myself um, with the intention of supporting, as I mentioned, our pastor. And we went to Saran Church. The video that small video clip that um, I took on my, on my iPhone. Um, as I was, we were drawing near to the church about 4.30, I seen uh, we, Linda, myself, Pastor Tim, Christina, his niece, and a few others. Um, as we were drawing closer about 4.30 in the morning, I seen people heading for the door of the church. I figured services at 5 o'clock, they're making their way there like we do here, like 1055 to find a seat here. So when we were ushered in, there was already at least 10,000 people there. They're hungry for the word. The people running were actually running for the overflow section. (laughs) They're hungry for the word. And I believe myself and understand that they're praying for the world, which includes us. A third world country, yet temples in the United States are empty. I went and seen for myself what God is doing and what pastor has been telling us. Professor Tim, uh, as you well know, speaks on his book, um, which is an amazing story, life story. People were eager to hear what he had to say, and also we invited Linda, and um, he did a Q&A with her where she spoke about uh, the time and frame that God placed her at a precise time in the life of Tim and his family to bless them. And that alone the world wants to hear. I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for myself how uh, Pastor Tim uh, was just honored. How people lined up for him to sign and take the book and take a picture with him. I was just honored that I got to see it for myself and I believe Linda got a little bit famous over there myself you would walk the streets and people would just push me to the side to speak to them but you guys love me too right I've seen it for myself I've seen the hunger the thirst to be in the presence of the almighty God. These people did it on a daily basis. Although I could not understand the language, I can feel his presence. Because the Bible tells us where there are two or three gathered in his name, he is there. He is our interpreter. And all I can hear is, It's well with me. I was blessed. And that's what took me to these uh, verses that I spoke about even in Korea. I had the uh, uh, ability or not the ability. I had the privilege to speak at Seoul. 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 International. University. I wasn't speaking in tongues, see how, so, so see how the <laughs> kids run. You know, it sounds like a childish <clears throat> book or so. I had the honors. I was humbled and I used these verses. And I, I would say I was humbled because I was before a bunch of young men and women that are from all over the world, and I told them, how they reminded me of of the book of Acts, how they all came to one place and and experience and return back to their homes and speak about their experience. And I'm sure that somewhere in there, uh, the saying that I left behind, which was, tip your jar, uh, is going to come to play. But nevertheless, as I mentioned, I was humbled because I had my pastor and I would say, their say, bishop because a bishop is basically a pastor that has other pastors under them, but our pastor is pretty humble. Uh, nevertheless, the verses that I chose to speak on there is actually reflects on what I want to speak on a little today. The story or the book of Jeremiah, with the story that he relays, was that God had a conversation with him. He said, "Go to the potter's house, and there I would speak with you." I'm pretty amazed of the fact that God could have told him what he had to say right then and there. He had his full and complete attention. Yet he had to go somewhere to receive a message from God. Some of us had to go to some place. If it's not the temple, the church, if it's not the prayer room, it may be your life. There's a great possibility that The places where you've been, the places you might be going to, might be the place that God chooses to speak to you. In this case, God just tells him, go to the potter's house. And as he got to the potter's house, he did not hear God's voice for a moment. He was able to observe what was going on around him? There's lessons in observations. Observations that obviously might not be a heavenly observation, but God has the ability to take those moments and transform them into a possibility to do for others, a possibility of direction, a possibility of correction, a possibility of receiving visually what he's about to tell you. See, I am a a visual person. I better understand not just by listening, but I comprehend better when I have a visual and that was exactly uh, what occurred with Jeremiah. Jeremiah observed a, a man at the wheel, and, and he seen how this man was um, um, uh, making a vessel. He was making a vessel, and, he really, and and as he was observing, he seen that the clay for the vessel started to fall through the hands of the Creator. But as it seemed to to be going to waste, he continued to bring it to a perfection. That Potter did not use that moment to, to break up what he was creating. But he took the patience and the time to continue to create. And at the end of this vision, God um, said, couldn't I do this with you, O Israel? See, in our lives, what seems to be wasted, time that have been wasted, things that have been wasted, it's what God utilized in order to bring perfection out of us. He takes the unwanted things, the unneeded things, those things that we might have thought that would be good for our lives, but God, that knows all, sees all, remove them. Remove them because He wanted to form us according to His will. Each of us are distinct, distinguishedly made. We don't look the same. We don't dress the same. We don't talk the same. Because we were uniquely made. Isaiah 64, 8 tells us. Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are the work of your hands. Isaiah four eight. We are uniquely made. We're all vessels. We don't look the same. But we're all made with the same ingredients. We are made with the same hands. And we all suit a different purpose with the same end result. Some of the qualities that are um, in the vessel, because a vessel is normally made to contain something. There are some similarities with all of us. In our vessels, we are the vessels. What it should contain is the spirit. That is the same. Some of the other things that are stored inside are the fruits of the spirit. We should all have that in our vessels. How we utilize is, how we utilize. Those vessels are with different methods. For example, some of us utilize our skills and those gifts that are within us in our job place. Some of us utilize it for the kingdom um, in the streets, some in shelters, some in the churches teaching some prophesying, some instructing, but with the end result to draw people closer to God. Well, I had the privilege of speaking with a an employee of the hotel where, where we stayed. This woman came to help me with some issues that we had with our safe where we would put Um, not my money, my passport. My whole $5 was in my pocket. (laughs) And as she called the technicians, we started to speak. But as believers, we start off with one conversation, but we end up talking about Jesus Christ. We had a conversation, where you're from, what you do, where you're going, how's your family, so forth, so forth. <clears throat> she probably even opened up the safe and said, where's your money? I said, I got my $5 right here. But nevertheless, we started to speak, and she, she, she realized that, that there was something out of the ordinary. as she started to tell me about her 11-year-old son and the life that she was having at that present time for 11 years she started to tell me that her 11-year-old soul, son was challenged he was he was handicapped he was not like any ordinary kid she was an outcast she was in pain she cried I was able to utilize some of the gifts, some of the, some of the talents that God has given me. But more importantly, I utilized those skill sets that are significant in the life of believers, which is the fruit of the Spirit. With a little patience and a little love and a little instruction, I was able to... to, to very softly speaking to her heart as her tears came running down her eyes. And I, and I mentioned to her, if I came all the way from the United States just to speak with you, It's a possibility that like Jeremiah was sent. God said, go. I was sent. I went. If it was just for that opportunity, let it be so. My job was done. But I started to speak to her clearly what the Bible tells us about a a, a man that was blind. In the book of John 9, verses 1 through 7, how this blind man was an outcast. Outcast. How even the disciples looked at his condition as a negative, but God used it for his glory. I was able to tell her, your child can be a blessing. Stand firm. Although she hasn't lived, haven't lived for many years a life full of joy. I was able to tell her that her condition or her situation and the condition of her son can be a tool to bring glory to him. She clearly stated that she was being looked down upon. Because that child's condition made her world uncomfortable for everyone else. Jesus seen this man. He was being humbled. He was looking, being looked down upon. The same way that Jeremiah was able to experience and see for himself how uh, a vessel was being made with clay. These disciples themselves were, um, were were able to experience also, would also experience the master potter doing his work. Without a word being said, the potter, the master potter, seen the condition of this man, and he went to his knees and took some dirt, spat on it, and made clay and put it on the eyes. Of that blind man, that man that had a condition from birth, the master potter that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God is asking us what is our condition today? He's at the wheel, willing incapable of drawing up some clay and reforming and redoing and removing until a completion is made in our lives to fulfill his will, not ours. you need to experience that for yourself 2 Corinthians 5:17 my favorite verse from many others but that's one that's true and dear to my life it says therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation behold the old has gone away sounds if The potter is on the wheel. We need to renew our mind, as I told her. Renew your way of looking at things, but allow God to send you so that you can see for yourself what he's capable of doing in your life and in my life. You and I must be receptive to listen clearly to the instruction that God has in store for you and me so that we can see anew. Because with time, things, vessels, things, vessels, things, things become worn out, outdated and need to be refreshed and some need to be removed and restored and some needs to be repainted reformed fixed maybe the ear of the pot fell off some crazy glue would do it is done and is back to itself we need to go back to the master planner to the master potter so that he may restore in us what we've lost. Some of us have lost the joy. Some of us never, maybe never experienced the joy. Yes, some of us have it for a long time. Remember those stories that you relay being on daddy's leg and Daddy bouncing you up and down, right? And mommy fixing your favorite dish. All those moments bring forth a smile. Some of us have not experienced true joy that comes from the spirit. Some of us forgot how it is to laugh. Some of us forgot how to love because life has been too painful and things that the enemy removed. Not God, because God only removes those things that are unhealthy for us, but the enemy has come to kill, to lie, to destroy, and he himself attempts to remove those things that are precious to you. Jesus is in the business of restoration also. We have to revisit, but we have to go. Because we were wonderfully made. Even when we come back for restoration, we are, we will, we are, and we can be wonderfully made. He's willing to take us in his precious hands and remove those things that are a hindrance and return those things that have been stolen from you from the enemy and make you whole again. Wonderfully made we are. Psalms 13914. It tells us that it produces praise. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. It produces praise. For when God gives us what we lack... For when God restores us, for when God makes us a new creation, for when God sends us, for when God speaks to us, it produces in us a praise. A praise when you're in the car, when you're driving and people are looking over, look at that nut. They just don't understand that we went to the potter's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we're at work and we have a smile and somebody says, why are you smiling? And you just go, if only you know. It produces joy. Not only when we're in church on a Sunday corporately worshiping, but in our little quiet place. When we're asleep, when we wake up, when we go to lunch, when we're driving in the car, when we're taking a bath. There's something different because the potter has visited us with his mastery. Hallelujah. Some of us need not to carry our burdens. The Bible clearly tells us, come to me all that are tired and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come, go, come, go. Do it and experience for yourself what he wants to show you. Hallelujah. You know, Unhi, I love Unhi. I love them all. I love Unhi especially because every time I needed work for ministry in the inner city, I would go visit her at her job place. She wasn't fired, thank God. So God bless Tim and Janice for allowing her to do uh, her secular work and do ministry work. That's why... Tim and Janice are so blessed because they allow God's work to be done first. That's amazing. God bless you guys for that. I went to her shop. It was so awesome. She makes the best cakes too, and I get Maria. They, they had no sugar. I'm diabetic, folks. So she, if I would have said otherwise, I would have been in trouble. Um, gluten-free, and just so healthy for you, you know? You see them there, and she gave me some coffee. And that's her on the bottom left-hand side. That's her shop. And I looked down as I was sitting on the stoop, one stoop, on the inside. I seen some writing. And to me, if I look at it clearly, it shows snowballs and trees and a couple sideway tables. That was funny, wasn't it? Laugh one more time. And I said, What is that? What is that? Blew me away. Ezekiel forty eight thirty five. In the name of the city from that time on will be the Lord is there. It opens the door for someone that doesn't know Christ to ask, what is that as I did? She stood on those words, the Lord is there. The Lord is there should be written on the posts of our heart. Because the vessel should contain the Lord God. It should contain the spirit of God. That's why that woman can have that conversation with me. Because she realized that in that room there were two godly men and the Lord was there. We're children of God. And there are people waiting to experience for themselves, to see for themselves the capability of the master potter to do his thing. But who shall go? Isaiah said, send me, Lord. Send me. And as I always testify, as I did in, in Seoul, in the International University. As I always mentioned that I was waiting for someone to be sent for years, waiting at my house in my addiction, just for someone to knock. And I'm sure many were not obedient. But you and I that are present shall hold on to that. That in the posts of a business, her life is first dedicated to the Lord. The Bible tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness shall be added on. The Lord is there first before business. Tim Haas and associates, the Lord is there first. Before their business, it's proven. We've seen it for ourselves. The Lord is there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Seek ye first. That's first. That's first. Acknowledging that he's in your business. Acknowledging that he's in your house. Acknowledging that he's in your personal life. Acknowledging that he's in your social life. Acknowledging first the kingdom of God. Then all things shall be added unto you. Do you know what that looks like? Pastor Dave, really quick, do me a favor, stand behind me. Those are blessings. You're a blessing, but this is just an example of
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the blessings. Is that okay? I'll no, take a person. Okay. I'm seeking God's face. Don't tell them, but just follow me wherever I go. Okay, I'm seeking his righteousness. I'm seeking his presence. I'm seeking his guidance. I have him first in my life. I, I know that my business and my family, he's first. But guess what, folks? I'm seeking him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and the blessings will follow me wherever I go. They're yours for the taking. It just means, it just means that if we put him as priority, it means that if we know him for who he is, you will be blessed wherever you go. Thank you, sir. Good. Thank you. Yes, sir. How many wants to see the blessings of God? Yes. Well, I know some, most of you have some blessings, but there are greater things in store. There are greater things in store. There are greater things in store. you didn't hear that. There are greater things in store. There are greater things in store. Let's just be obedient. And what we need to do is see it for yourself. I want to see it for myself. But I need to draw a little bit closer. I need to do that 4.30 thing. People weren't whining. They were running to church. They were running to church at 4.30 in the morning. So that means if I got there at 5, if there's about 5, 6, 7, I don't know, 10,000 people in the audience sitting already and meditating, that means they must have left about 3 o'clock in the morning or maybe been there by 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I believe that, right? So, Lesson well learned. I've seen it for myself. I miss you guys. We're back. And we ask God to continue to bless us. And we ask God to stay with um, Tim and, and, and um, with Christina. And Christina, let me tell you, was taking snatching cakes right out of my hand. She says, that's too much sweet for you. She was my, she was my mommy over there. <laughs> So we had uh, the time of our lives. We did life together. I was able to have one of the best conversations with Christina. I got to learn from Pastor Tim. Let me tell you, pray for Pastor Tim. I don't know how he does it. The man does not stay still. Oh, my God. Three, four in the morning, he's on the computer to have a seven o'clock meeting with someone. Very punctual. Boy, that was my, see, I went, I learned. I got a lot of learning to do, boy, especially with that time thing. Amazing, a man of his word, a man of integrity, a man respected, a man loved, a man that is sought after. That was my other lesson. So the Bible says two is better than one. So if one falls, the other one can lift them up. We supported each other, but more importantly, I learned from him. We know that Jesus sent the disciples two by two for a purpose, for a reason. So grab on to someone, hold on to them, learn from them, teach each other, you know? And I assure you that you will learn from each other. And it was truly a blessing. So if you have uh, want to see pictures, I got pictures after the service. We can do that. Let's pray. Eternal God of the Most High, thank you. Thank you for um, the short words this morning, Father God. uh, I I just thank you for just a simple conversation with the church. Let us take heed, Father, to To what Jeremiah sought out. He experienced just by looking. As I experienced just by looking at my pastor, Tim, Father God, as he did life. And and, and I learned from him and Tina, Father, and we just did life together. and, And I was able to experience. And through it all, I heard your voice. Bless that woman with that 11-year-old child. We ask that you convert her frowns upside down, that it may be for your glory, for your honor. Father, if you desire to touch that 11-year-old child, to to be able to wake up and and be whole, Father God. But if not, use that condition for your glory. Allow this mother to understand that you placed that child in her life with a divine purpose because you're a person purposeful God. You don't have no coincidences. You do things Father God accordingly to your will. You form us according to your desires. Father as I look around the church I know that your spirit is around. You know how you formed us and for what purpose. But overall Lord what I ask Father God is that you allow us to acknowledge your presence and that we may find the purpose. Some of us are still seeking the purpose that you've brought us to this world for. Give us the plan, show us why, and have your way. Teach us, Father God, direct us so that we may bring honor unto you, Father God. I pray this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.